Nina Tulio is a speaker and educator who works with stylists and owners to build their business and their confidence. She's also the business education and TikTok ambassador for Oligo Professional. Today, we're going to be talking about cash flow, money management, budget, budgeting, and all the numbers and everything you need to run your business successfully. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host today. I'm talking with Nina Tulio. How are you doing today, Nina? I am good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you. And uh, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. And I'm excited for this conversation. And if you didn't see the show or listen to the episode of the last time Nina was on the show, we talked about her story and how she got to where she is, what her experience was. And we even touched on a number of topics. Uh, one of the things in was included in uh, working with other people and the thoughts of a recession and how you can handle that. And so I think today is going to be a really great conversation to kind of follow up with that and just kind of an overall conversation about, you know, some of the most important things in uh, having a successful business. Um, however, if someone did not see that episode, would you give them this like a high level, like recap of your story and, and how you ended up to where you are today? Oh my goodness. We got to go through that. I listen, I did Cliff's notes version, but let's, let's do it. So, um, I was in Votech. So I start. I wanted to be in beauty school I was actually the first to sign up for beauty school and cosmetology in Votech. I don't know if I even shared that, but I was the first one to sign up super pumped, excited, uh, loved cosmetology school and decided that I was going to when I finished school, I was going to start doing hair, but I started doing hair and then met my mentors when I was around 19 and then became, I was a hairstylist, then I was a manager and then was a district manager for that brand and company and had about eight direct reports and about 55 employees. There was about eight salons with them. And then from there, I, we moved to West Palm beach. We opened up five salons in one year. And then I thought, you know what? I really need to start doing something on my own. So moved back to Pennsylvania from sunny Florida and opened up my own salon that was in 2006 and worked behind the chair, was a commissioned salon owner for 11 years and just really knew that I wanted to do what I'm doing now and you know make an impact on stylists and owners. And so 2016 sold my business and I've been doing this ever since. So I'm six years in and I've been working with Oligo for about three years now too. Nice. So let's, uh, let's kind of just start off by, you know, I'm curious to know uh, these businesses and uh, stylists that you work with, what are some of the, you know, most common things that you come across that is uh, like kind of seems to be challenging for, I don't know, maybe a majority yeah. And you know, this, this kind of goes for commission hybrid owners and also for independence as well. A lot of it has to do with, uh, money management. So a lot of what I hear is, you know, I'm doing great. I'm bringing money in, but then there's nothing left at the end of the month. So that's typically, you know, cash management, cash flow, and, and also budgeting issues and also pricing. You know, I feel like I'm not bringing in enough money. And the, my first instinct is when someone says they're not bringing in enough money, it's like, okay, we have to look at your pricing first. Like, where did it come from? Where did you get it from? How, 
like, did you get it on fax or did you get it off, you know, the salon down the street? Like, let's kind of start there because when you base your pricing off of somebody else, you're allowing them to dictate how much money you're making. And I coach and teach to uh, price per minute, price per hour, and it's all gathered on facts and data. So that's why when people go through my courses or even with my one-on-one coaching, they are comp, they feel confident because now they have all of this facts and data to kind of fall back on. So it's not just like we're pulling numbers out of the air. Pricing is one of those things where, you know, the majority of people who come to me in terms of like having a, a low amount of sales or they're not happy with their sales, it has a lot to do with their pricing. And so many are undercharging in so many ways. And Pricing has such an impact of your business because it's one of the key drivers. You know, it drives sales, it drives profit, and it drives your schedule. If you're working over 40 hours a week, the first thing I want to look at is your pricing because you shouldn't have to work over 40 hours a week. You know, I believe the sweet spot is between 32 and 35 hours a week for a hairstylist um, in terms of, you know, being considered a full-time hairstylist. So I would say budgeting and pricing, those are the two main. It's a lot of like, where's my money? Like what happens to it? Like, where is it at the end of the day? Cause what's showing on paper isn't matching what I have in my bank account. And so how do you like, how do you discover that? Like what type of, uh, you know, what type of things do you, you put people through to help them kind of find, figure this stuff out? So it is a deep dive for sure. So especially when someone is working with me one-on-one, you know, we're diving through their profit and loss statements. And a lot of times we're diving through bank statements, you know, we're going through what they're paying, what they're bringing in, what their sales are, as opposed to what's going out in the business. A lot of things get overlooked, especially when someone's putting, uh, when they're charging on a credit card, like that payment gets overlooked. So we're putting so much money on a credit card, but then we're just making like a minimum payment. You know, there are a lot of things that kind of get lost when we're doing profit and loss statements, or um, even when we're doing like, I have my own uh, budgeting calculator and pricing calculator that, that we run that through as well, but they're diving into parts of their business that they're not used to. You know, some are not used to looking at profit and loss statements, so they don't know how much revenue is coming in, how much money is going out in expenses and what their net profit is. And so for a lot of people, this is very eye-opening because they're like, Wow. I'm bringing in that much money and I'm expensing that much money. Like now it kind of makes sense as to where my money's going or my payroll. Like people are like, I had no idea my payroll was at 60%, which for my commission owners, it should be less than 50%. You know, so then we dive into, we look as we look overall as a whole, and then we dive into categories. Like for my commission hybrid owners, the categories are your payroll, your rent, which is a fixed expense. And your back bar supplies, you know, we dive into those areas and we comb through them together and say, like, we've got to curb this, you know, we have to make sure that we're paying attention to payroll, we're paying attention to back bar supplies and your rent, you can't do anything about it's a fixed expense in terms of like your landlord saying, oh, we're going to reduce your rent, don't worry. The only way that you reduce your rent percentage is if you increase your revenue. And a lot, and I've been talking about this a lot lately, which is rent, because people come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a space or going into a salon or into a suite. And I'm like, what's your rent? What's your rent in conjunction to your revenue? Because the last thing that you want to do is get into a high rent, especially if you're a booked and busy salon owner and you have nowhere to go in terms of taking on new clients or bringing up your revenue. And now you're stuck with a 20, 30, 40% rent. 
you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I can kind of go on and on about that, but I think that's enough, (laughs) enough information in terms of pain points. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. I, I feel like all of this is super relevant right now. You know, I was talking to one of my guests, uh, off, off air. And she said that, basic her opinion was that people get kind of complacent and lazy and take their business for granted when it's good times and then uh, when there's rough times then people can kind of panic a little bit and I'm kind of uh, obsessed with macro the macro economy and like paying attention to what's going on in the world in 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 that realm and all I'm hearing is a recession is coming a recession is coming so I like this conversation because one, I'm, that's, what's on my mind. And mm-hmm. uh, so I feel like anybody at any time, it doesn't need to be a recession. It doesn't come from out of a place of fear or preparation. Um, I feel like this is information is very good uh, for anybody at any point, but specifically in a time where we may uh, experience uh, some dip changes in consumer behavior mm-hmm. in terms of like getting services done. Uh, do you have any uh, thing to share on on that and in terms of like your work that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the recession, you know, we're, we're in it. And like I mentioned before on our other episode, you know, some people are feeling it a little bit more than others. Some people are now just starting to see more consumer behaviors shift. But as a, as a business owner, as, you know, an independent business owner or uh, an owner with a team, you know, you have to make sure that you have the pulse, your pulse on every area of your business and not only when shit gets tight. And so I think, again, going to what I had mentioned before, it's about having a proactive approach. It's not going into that panic mode. It's knowing this is what my price per minute price per hour is. This is what my break-even number is. This is what I need to bring in every single day, week, and month just to open my doors, right? We gather all of these facts and data. And then I remember going through this actually when COVID hit with my one-on-ones, like, listen, let's not panic. Let's look bottom line. Let's see what you need to do just to open the doors. And we're just going to, we're going to run on that right now, right? Okay. You need to do 8,000 a week, 9,000 a week. Let's focus on that, right? And then we focus on, the relationship with clients, because to be very honest, the reason why my business survived during the recession. And I would like to add that during the recession, I was $90,000 in debt. I sold my home to keep my business. And the last thing on my mind was reducing my prices to keep my clients. I never, not once in my head said, "Mm, I'm going to do shit at a discount because I knew that would be the end of my business, the end of my career. But instead, I thought, okay, my brand is very, very heavily driven on um, relationships, clear communication. How can I enhance that with my team? How can we do better in that area? How can we really expand in that area? And then offering like mini services, which I share and talk a lot about. And this is a pinned post on my Instagram, so you can go check it out. But creating a mini menu based on price per minute, price per hour. So that way... You have it in your back pocket. We don't like display it. It's not on our website, but you have all of these mini services in your back pocket. So when Carol shows up and she can't afford your services because sadly she's going through a rough time, you're not inclined to discount your time and talent. You say, oh, Carol, you know what? I understand. Let's walk through this together. 
These are some of the options that I have. This is what the result is going to be on your hair. This is some photos so you can see. Let's see which fits you better in terms of your budget. Instead of, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll do the full balayage at the cost of a, a partial. Or you know what? I'll throw in that haircut, that 50, 60, whatever, $70 haircut. I'll throw that in for free. Because now you're being, you're, react, you're reacting, you know? But when you have things laid out in your business and you have your price per minute, price per hour, and it's set, and you have all these little mini menu items, you're prepared, you're confident. And you can empathize with your clients a little bit more. And that's what we had to do. You know, we really had to pivot in a way where, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there were days where I was panicked because the money that was coming in was not a lot, you know, it was barely there to keep my business afloat. However, there were people who were coming in just because they knew that we cared about them. They knew that we wanted to support them and we were willing to be a little bit flexible with our menu in terms of um, still serving them, but yet not compromising our own selves and our business. So it can get rough, but it, it is really about being proactive and, and not reactive. So I love uh, the, I love this. And I love that you were talking about this mini, mini, uh, mini menu or mini mm -hmm. service menu. That's uh, I love this because you're not, you're, True, you're not discounting your services, but what you're also not doing is you're not treating the person like they're not a person. Mm -hmm. And by having options and having some flexibility, that doesn't mean discounting your services. It just means, hey, like we could do this. Here's mm -hmm. an option for you. Like, let's work with you. And, sure. you know, you might not be exactly what, you know, you might not be here, but this is where we can, this is what we can do. Um, I think that that's awesome because you're treating, you know, th this whole like humanized versus commoditized mm -hmm. is a very kind of like, I'm hearing, I'm like, this is just such an important thing for me personally, because, uh, you know, I like to talk a lot about like, we're, we're in a relationship business. Uh, we're in a mm -hmm. low tech, high touch business. And um, it's important that we don't lose sight of that. Cause I feel like a little bit, a little bit of stuff I'm seeing where people uh, posting online is a little bit like not very human, you know, it's kind of like, going left. They went left. And, and yeah. we, Jay and I have talked about this before too. Like it's, and I have shared this, like, let me bring you guys back. Like some people are going left here. Like we are still human at the end of the day. Yes, we are running businesses, but the best thing that you can do in your business is treat other people like human beings, whether it be your team or your clients. And I speak from experience because that is the only way that my team and I were able to save my business from closing. And so I think, yes, should you have boundaries? Of course, should you create systems? 1 million percent, absolutely. But you have to be uh, a human being. And, you know, some people, sometimes they miss an appointment. You know, when you have Karen that's been with you for 10 years and she's missed one appointment over the 10 years, like we got to give her some grace. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand that we are working with other human beings here. And this business, like you said, it's all about relationships. And I think when we can master that, then we can create magic. Yeah. Yeah. That I, 
I'm 100% on board with all of that. And this is so good. And I feel like uh, someone's listening or watching that has been, you know, maybe a little worried or, or, or maybe not worried, just like thinking about, you know, how can I up my game? And I feel like this can speak to so many different people, whether they're concerned, whether they're not, um, but just kind of like a little public service announcement or industry service announcement, you know, like, hey, we are yeah. humans and so are our clients. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's good. Um, that's just in addition to kind of getting under the hood and all the stuff that you talked about, about the numbers and figuring out your expenses and stuff. So do you, uh, as we kind of wrap it up here, do you have any um, specific people that you would like to reach out to? Like, not like individuals, but like groups of people or segments of people that you would like to speak to that you maybe you've worked with and be like, you know, these people are like maybe a little less inclined to reach out for help or maybe they need help. They There's help and they're just not, they're just not reaching out for it. Or maybe there's another subgroup um, before we sign off that you'd like to speak to, or maybe give some advice to. I think that one thing that's so important and what I learned as, as a business owner is that you can't do it alone. And so the more support you can have is amazing. You know, it is relying on each other. It is relying, you know, on your team and delegating sometimes to help you continue to grow your business. But as an owner, it gets lonely. You know, I remember feeling very lonely at times when I was an owner because I, I, I had other owner friends, but they were owners of other businesses. Um, and I just want you guys to know that it is necessary for you to reach out for help and support. Turning a blind eye and avoiding things that are going on in your business are not going to make them better. It's really tackling them and hitting them head on and really looking to experts to say, you know what? I'm not good at this. Let me reach out for help. And I wish I would have done that a little bit sooner. And again, making sure that you are doing your due diligence and, and looking into who you're reaching out to for support and help. You don't want to just throw money away, but, uh, you know, I, I am here to support you. I live in my DMS. I have people reaching out to me every single day. I respond to every single one of them. I want to make sure that I create a supportive, safe space for people to reach out to me and come to me. So you have that option, but I have a lot of free resources and things that people can, you know, hop on my website and check all of that stuff out too, but don't avoid and, and don't feel like it's bad to reach out for help. It's necessary in order for you to continue to grow and elevate your business. You need support. You need help. Nice. That's good. And uh, we'll uh, make sure to leave uh, links and, and directions in the description below so that you can take advantage of uh, any of these resources that Nina is offering you. And uh, also, obviously, the uh, her handle will be in the description below so you can reach out. And um, and I think that's it. I think that's a great, you know, place to sign off. Is there, you know, is there anything last thing that you want to mention before we get off? We get off. I No, I think we covered all the things. This has been really great. It's been so nice chatting with you. And I hope that this reaches people and makes them feel that they are in a place where they are supported, you know, and that they are loved and that they don't have to do all of the things alone.
Yeah, totally. Like you have permission to ask for help yes. and, uh, and, and, you know, hear the resources. And that's kind of why I hope people come to the channel so that they can find these resources and hear, hear these type of messages. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I look forward to having you on again, uh, in the future and until then take care. Can't wait. See you later. All right. That was good. Uh, I'm, ha I'm happy with it. You sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Good, good, awesome. Um, okay, so I think uh, I only thing I need from you is, and I was looking for, a did you ever respond to my email or no, right? It was just text messaging and DMs, I think. I mean, um, I maybe you didn't respond. Do you need a headshot or something? So I need a headshot. Oh, and I also, I forgot to do this. Do I have permission to use this episode to cut it up and you and 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 post it and share it and use it for the purposes that are necessary for the show and for Hatching Imagination, which is the company that owns Hairdresser Strong? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then uh, and so then I just need um, a headshot and any books, classes, people to follow that you recommend. You can obviously recommend your own stuff and. Um, and like your full name and title, how you want it posted uh, when I when I post it, and I can um, I can resend you the email with a list of stuff, so it's easy. Okay, so it's, cool. Yeah, would that be easy? I think that's probably. Yeah, be I'll easy. get it over to you. Okay, and I'll um, and you can look at uh, I'll, I'll give you an example, so you know how it's because we also put on our website we create a a page for each one of our guests where they lists their stuff too sweet okay awesome sounds good and let me know how i can help you and support you and of course i'll share and and uh you know post as well yeah that'd be great uh on the day when we share the episode uh we send we also send you the files so if you want to you know share them or whatever um, okay yeah that's that's definitely super helpful sounds anything good. to get them spread the message you know yeah absolutely and thank you again for having me i appreciate it Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.